an Indiana warrior mom who has navigated the autism world for 16 years and counting. My hope is to unite autism families by sharing experiences and taking a deep dive into this puzzling disorder. So thanks for joining me on Living the Sky Life, Our Autism Journey. I had the distinct pleasure of chatting with Heather Mullins today about her family, career changes, and the emotions we deal with when caring for a special needs child. Heather has a 19-year-old daughter named Taylor who has some extra special needs. Heather and I chat about some of the challenges she faces raising a teenager who is limited in communication and requires a lot of support and care. Heather also details her new business venture, Tippy Toes, and her passion for teaching. I've linked all of Heather's contact information, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. So Heather Mullins is with me today. Thank you so much, Heather, for being a guest on the Living the Sky Life podcast. Well, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, just a little bit of background about Heather. Um, she has a 19-year-old daughter named Taylor and a 15-year-old son named Ethan. Um, Taylor, as she describes, has some extra special needs. She is nonverbal, um, has intellectual disabilities, some sensory issues, and also has epilepsy. So Heather is dealing with quite a lot of things in addition to being a... Um, you know, a, a professional outside of the home and um, working full time. So um, we're going to get into a little bit of, of that, her work background, and um, so talk a little bit about Ethan and Taylor. So Heather, um, let's let's take it away. Um, you know, one of the things I was really interested in talking to you about is the diagnosis and, and Taylor's childhood and where you knew, you know, specifically that there were issues with her development and kind of how, how all of that has led up to her age of 19 now. Okay. Um, well, it's interesting. We had no problems getting pregnant. We intentionally were trying. Um, we, my pregnancy was uneventful. I gained a lot of weight, but other than that, um, <laughs> though my water did break at 38 weeks. And so we went to the hospital. I labored for about 10 hours and never dilated. And so they gave Ugh. me Pitocin. So that was another five of torture. And um, about hour 15, they decided to do a C-section. But when Taylor was born, um, all APGARs were normal. We had literally no idea. And it was probably about four or five months in. Um, she was our first. And so I diligently read, you know, first the what to expect when you're expecting and then what to expect that first year. And notice she wasn't hitting milestones. She wasn't crawling yet or even attempting. And um, I had mentioned it to several friends and everybody just told me, hey, you know, children develop at their own pace. Mm -hmm. you're, you're very type A. You just need to, to let it go. She's fine. And um, she had a lot of ear infections. And so about 13 months, she still wasn't walking. Uh, there had never really been anything the, the pediatrician had ever said to give us concern. Several times they told us that her head was small, but no one ever said anything that that could be a sign or could be a, a problem. And so about 13 months, we finally were able to get tubes in her ears and we thought she might be hearing impaired, which it's funny to think about now because that just devastated me. And, you know, if only I had known, right? Mm -hmm. um, so at 
around 13 months, we got tubes and we went ahead and got into what was called at that time, first steps. Yep. Uh, I think it's early start now, maybe. Um, but we had an OT come in and work with her and we had speech come in and work with her because at that point we recognized she was somewhat delayed and we didn't know if it was due to a possible hearing impairment. And it was actually the occupational therapist who watched her and Taylor would, the only way that I could describe it is startle. Her hands would go up and it looked like she would get scared and we originally thought maybe it was because she hadn't been hearing well and now she had tubes in her ears and so she could hear well. Um, but the o occupational therapist said, you know, Heather, I don't want to worry you, but I've seen children have C's like that, mm -hmm. have seizures. And I, I kind of poo-pooed it, but since we didn't really know what was going on with her, I went ahead and got a, an, an appointment with a neurologist. So at that time, uh, the Mullins family don't like to do anything halfway. So not <laughs> only were we getting Taylor's diagnosis, but I had gotten a new job in the pharmaceutical industry mm -hmm. and we bought a new house. So um, I was actually in New York or no, excuse me, I was in Atlanta at training and my husband took Taylor to the neurologist and he calls me and says, hey, she has epilepsy. And I remember, you know, breaking down with this group of people that I truly had just met within that week and didn't really know what that looked like. So I had to be there another week. I came home. We, I got home Friday night. We moved Saturday. Um, so we moved into a new house and it was then that things just started snowballing for some reason, it seemed like right after the diagnosis was when she started having grand mal seizures. Oh, and we, she had never had one up until this point. Um, she would do things when she was on the changing table, she would stiffen up, which looking back, they told us were seizures. But then when she started having the grand malls, there was obviously no denying that. And so that was a scary time. Um, and then they ended up sending us to a place in Louisville called the Wisecough Center. And yep, that was there. The, been, yeah, been there, done that, right? Yep. Um, and that was the place where they, they never really gave us a diagnosis because Taylor doesn't really have one. She has microcephaly, which means small head. Um, and typically with that, you'll see intellectual disabilities. You can see the epilepsy. Um, but she's, she's been tested for chromosomal abnormalities and, and we found nothing, but at the Weisskopf center, I'll never forget. They put her through some tests and the doctor came up and said, um, you know, your daughter will never be typical. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I'm a new mom. And yep. I just thought, what does that even mean? I don't, I don't know what typical is. I've not really been around little children. I don't know what typical means. And it was also devastating at the same time um, because I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I think when you have a child, you have this vision of what you think your child's going to turn out like. Mm -hmm. And when they tell you that, it, it just pretty much – it is in everything I've read, it's as if you're grieving and you go yep. through the death of the child you thought you had, right? Or it's just, it's just crushing that they give you a future prognosis. 
you know, at the age of less than one or right about one, that they'll never do any of these things. And I just don't understand that type of bedside manner. Um, There isn't one. I can look at, I can picture her face right now. And there, Mm -hmm. there was no, no warmth in there. None. Matter of fact, just a matter of fact. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Forgetting that this is our baby, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So they didn't Um, give you any, um, any support as far as, you know, therapies or things that you could do to maybe help advance some of the intellectual delay? Um, No. Um, And, and really nothing more specific than that. Um, I, you know, we were already in first steps. And so we had, we were getting OT and we were getting speech. And I think at at some point we started getting physical therapy as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And then, you know, she was, in the child development center here in Lexington for a brief time. And then she aged out of it and she started going to, um, I don't know what they call it now, early start maybe, um, where she was in the public school system, um, for half a day, I think it was four days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, so she got some therapies there and she got some outside therapies, but no, because without, without, you don't want to fit into a box, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but yet, in some ways, I guess it might have helped if I'd had an idea of what I was dealing with, but it was kind of like she was the unknown. Yeah, especially not having a named diagnosis. No, no. I mean, um, the epilepsy was clear, but anything other than that was not. So have there been, I mean, I, I know you're facing big challenges always as she's aging and, and growing. Were there additional things that you recognize that went awry as far as her development, um, in addition to what you were already seeing with the milestones and not meeting those milestones? Um, well, that's a really good question. I guess the fact that, um, I remember thinking all I do is want my daughter to be able to tell me she loves me. Mm. (laughs) And, mm -hmm. and, um, I remember asking her speech therapist at one point, do you think she'll ever talk? And she said, you know, Heather, probably not. And that was a punch in the gut. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was years ago. And honestly, I have come to realize that she tells me she loves me every day. You know, she, she's 19 and she sits in my lap. She gives me (laughs) hugs, you know, just the way she looks at me. I have no doubt she loves me, but that was something that was really important. And that was, that was devastating to know that she probably would never talk. And, um, that was, that was a big deal. Physically, she's, she's large. Um, she, she, her gait is a little off. So she sometimes loses her balance, but honestly, as she's gotten older, it's gotten better. And we've seen progress as far as her ability to understand what we're saying. Um, and she's extremely expressive, um, she lets you know what she wants, mm-hmm. <laughs> even without words, <laughs> the good and the bad, right? She has meltdowns. That's exactly and- <laughs> right. She talks back in her own way. That is right. for sure. Does, and so how does she communicate best? Does she like, if she's having a meltdown, does she slam things and bang things or, and when she's trying to make a choice over food or how does she, she know, communicate that to you? she will take your hand and take you wherever she wants you to go. And she will keep like, she doesn't point per se, but she will take your hand up to whatever she wants, or she'll just go get it herself if she's able. 
and um, she's very stubborn. So you can tell her no, and she completely understands that, but she will continue to take you back and start fussing. Uh, uh, uh. Um, if she's not getting her way, she fortunately is not aggressive, but she will kind of smack at you. Mm -hmm. um, and then she'll smile because she knows exactly what she's doing. Gosh, that's uh, just Skylar to a T. <laughs> oh, I, they are so smart and so manipulative. They are mm -hmm. very typical in many, many ways. Yes, they are. Typical teenagers. Yes. Yeah, we get smacked a lot uh, uh -huh. from Skylar and he laughs because it's attention. I mean, he will, you know, throw something in a different room than I'm in just to get me to come to that room. Uh -huh. And then he'll take my hand and want me to put Elmo on or something. Like, because he can't say, he can't yell, mom, you know, come here. Uh, so. that, and that is, so Taylor will do somewhat of the opposite. She'll, she'll do something in one room. I'll go in there to figure out what she's doing and she'll run into the other room and get what she wants that I've already told her, no, she can't have. <laughs> I just want to watch. I want you to watch me do what I'm going to do. Anyway. That's exactly right. And then she laughs. She knows. <laughs> That's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, well, about, you know, two years or so uh, after you had Taylor, you had mm -hmm. Ethan. Yes. Um, were you super anxious through that whole pregnancy with Ethan? <laughs> I mean, I know that I was, so I can only imagine that <laughs> you might have Let's just say well. my husband was a really good salesperson because <laughs> I was terrified. And really, originally when we got married, we said three children. And after Taylor, I was like, eh. Breaks and done. because that's exactly right. <laughs> I cannot do this again. Um, and so, yes, we had gone, we went through some genetic testing and they, you know, didn't find anything. And so we During did, you did that. Um, we did it prior to, oh, okay. um, we did it prior to, and, um, we didn't find anything, no reason why I am, blessed in the fact, I guess, that I get pregnant easily. So it took about a month mm -hmm. and we were pregnant. And, um, you know, again, the pregnancy was easy and the delivery, we went ahead and did a scheduled C-section and everything, the APGAR is normal. And so, yes, I was fearful throughout the pregnancy. And then even obviously after that first year was a big deal. And mm -hmm. I could easily see the differences. Once I had that second child, I could yeah. see all the things that Taylor never did. Isn't that strange too? I mean, <sighs> yes. with our second child hitting all the milestones that you've never seen before, they're doing yeah. everything that you would have liked to have seen with your first child. And it's still mind blowing when they do things because it is the first time you're ever seeing any of it crawling, absolutely walking, babbling, all that stuff. So yes, I think it, it shows you even more what you missed. You didn't really realize, I mean, seeing other people, other friends with kids, the same age as yours, you, you know, you got a bit of an idea of what you were missing with Taylor, but then when you have another child that really shows it to you on a daily basis, it's, it's, I think harder to, to deal with. I, I agree with that. And I also can look back and think of things that I told the, you know, the pediatrician always ask you those typical questions. And I answered probably yes to things that really weren't accurate, maybe because that's what I wanted to see and didn't really know if I was seeing it. Mm -hmm. And then after seeing Ethan, it was like, oh, no, you know, she was, <laughs> she was never really talking or I can't even remember specifics. Mm -hmm. Yes. How, what is their relationship like? Um, Ethan and Taylor. 
Um, you know, it's interesting. Ethan is finally much taller than her, and um, <laughs> she she is about twice his width. <laughs> But um, she's definitely the, you know, quote, baby of the family. I was really worried in middle school because that was the first time they were really in the same school together. And she was in her last year of middle school and he was going to be in sixth grade. You know, starting middle school is a hard transition. And then to have a, ch- a sister with special needs. Mm-hmm. And it was so sweet to me. Um, the first day, and we had been in that school for four years, I guess, and we were very active in school and knew a lot of the teachers. And the very first day, Ethan's teacher came up to me at the end of school and said, you know, we were asking the children what was something special about them. And Ethan stood up and said his sister. Oh. And yes, and I had, you know, I had no idea. We hadn't really talked about it. I didn't want to, you know, I, I was concerned. And then when she told me that, that really made me happy because Taylor's was somewhat really of a celebrity in school. Everybody knows Taylor because she's always walking the halls and she's loud. Um, <laughs> Is she a hugger yes. too? She got, yeah, she came by that naturally. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the Mullins are quite loud, Um, but I was worried that, you know, that people would know who Taylor was and might say something cruel to him, and Mm -hmm. it it worked out well. There, I asked him actually again recently, and nobody's ever said anything negative um, to him. I think that in the past, he's been a little, not bitter per se, but it was frustrating for him when we had to spend more time with her. Maybe we couldn't really focus on watching his baseball game because we were chasing her. Um, But I think he since realized and Harry and I, my husband really try to divide and conquer and make sure that he feels like he's getting as much attention um, as she does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when they're little, it's so hard. I can imagine you guys had the same situation where he was in that age of, you know, being a toddler and wanting to play and looking at her and not understanding why she's not reciprocating, you know, playing with him. Um, yes. Or why you, you guys, couldn't. Yeah. Did you guys because... have a conversation with him about that when he was old enough to understand that she was a little bit challenged as far as playing and some of those things or how did you address it with them? You know, honest, I'm sure that we did uh, on multiple levels. I do remember s- which was interesting. Um, our next door neighbor had down syndrome and Ethan used to play with her. And I remember one day when we were talking about Taylor, you know, being delayed and, and the reason she wasn't talking. And, um, and I said, well, like Julia next door, you know, she has down syndrome. Ethan looks at me. He's like, she doesn't have down syndrome. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So he really, he didn't understand. He didn't see, um, and I think early on, he was a little bit like that with his sister. He didn't really, he thought she was, even though she was bigger than him, I think he still thought she was younger than him. Right. Um, and yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I just, I treasure the, the memories that they or in the, in the, all of the experiences that they do have with their kids. I feel like with their siblings, I feel like, you know, Kendall has so much empathy 
more yes. so than anyone else her age. I mean, granted, they have to grow up a little faster and go through things that other kids their age don't have to go through. They don't have a sibling with special needs, but I just seeing at least my daughter from five years old and on was always the most, I felt like thoughtful and friend to everyone and just mm -hmm. included everyone. And it's just a really sweet person. It would never exclude people, things like that. And I mean, bullying is a, is a terrible thing. And so, Absolutely. you know, you know that you have at least the biggest cheerleader um, of your, of your special needs child with their sibling. It's always going to have their back. Well, and I, it's interesting to hear you speak that way because I do think there's definitely a difference between the girls and the boys. <laughs> so where you have, Likely. Kendall, Ethan, Ethan has to act a little tougher. And I, I think deep down he is that way. And I know other people have made comments to me about things that he's done, but I don't know if he's quite to Kendall's level yet. <laughs> Yeah, and it might be a it might be a a, mm. a gender thing too. Um, you know, she she also doesn't talk very openly about how she feels. I mean, when we ask her, you know, are you feeling left out? We always try to check in and make sure that she's not feeling neglected in any way because Skylar takes so much time and attention yes. every yes. day. And she says, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine." And she helps me with things that I need or whatever. But deep down, I still feel like. I'm going to force her into therapy someday because of everything that she's having to deal with. I, I'm trying my best, but. I, and that's it. It's survival sometimes, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It uh. is. Um, well, you know, with our kids both being older teenagers um, with Taylor and Skylar, um, I, I know that we've talked in the past about just social media and some of the experiences and rites of passage, if you will, that the kids are going through at this age, getting their driver's license, even mm -hmm. first day of school pictures, things like that. Yes. How do you personally deal with those type of posts and that kind of information, um, especially having a daughter, like with homecomings and proms and all of those yes. things? Because mm -hmm. I know I struggle with it with a son, but as a, as a mom of a daughter, I think it might be a little bit more difficult, but I don't know. It, it absolutely is. And I, it used to bother me a lot. I mean, a lot of tears were shed, you know, all my, there's a close group of friends. There's three of us and we all had children about the same age. Mm -hmm. We all have daughters about the same age and to have them going through, you know, looking at prom dresses, going and getting, you know, a pedicure together. It is those things that um, it it used to really, really bother me and probably send me to a darker place that I cared to be. And I finally realized that it only hurt me and there's it wasn't going to change. Mm -hmm. And I can either embrace the beautiful things about Taylor. Um, and granted, this I'm not being Pollyanna. It took me a long time to get there <laughs> and a yeah. lot of tears and a lot of pity parties. There is mm -hmm. no doubt. But, you know, when I got there, it's like, well, my 19-year-old still sits in my lap. She still gives me hugs. She doesn't tell me she hates me, which mm -hmm. I know, you know, some of my friends have to go through. I don't have to worry about drugs. I don't have to worry about drinking and driving. And so I try to look at the positives. Yeah. Um, and the other day, um, one of my good friends invited me to go prom dress shopping with she and her daughter. Aww. And so while it's not my baby girl, at least I 
you know, I realized that's the first time I've done this. This is really neat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, it's, I guess the shared experiences that have helped. And I have also made comments to people just to let them know, Hey, I don't ever begrudge any of what you're going through. And I love to see the pictures, but mm-hmm. I just want you to also think about so many other families that are out there that are going through a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, and I know I, I'm with you. I think it helps get me through it when I think to myself that Skylar doesn't know that he's not getting a driver's exactly. license. Exactly. He doesn't yes. know that he's missing a school dance or yes. that he's not in traditional school with other kids. He is just happy when yes. he gets, you know, his favorite Qdoba meal and he gets Elmo <laughs> on the TV when he wants it. And I mean, he kind of lives in a state of being a toddler. And so in that regard, I kind of, I'm with you. I I enjoy the fact that he likes the simple things and I know what he needs and what he wants. And he's not going to steal my car and and be out all night and things like that. (laughs) Honestly, and you think about it. I, I hate it when people tell me, oh, that poor child. And I just look at them and I'm like, really? Poor child, she is mm-hmm. happier than you and I will ever be. Yeah. Um, you know, Skylar is happier than we will ever be because he doesn't get bogged down by the stuff that means nothing. Yep. Hey, Elmo and Qdoba, that's a pretty good living, <laughs> I'm thinking. And the fact that you have someone, you know, basically wiping your behind every day, multiple times a day. You shaving your legs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate to face. shave my legs. I not only do mine, I get to do Taylor's. Yay! <laughs> I know. I drew the line at that. Josh is the one who shaves his face and his beard and all of that. I don't know anything about shaving faces, so I'm not going to try to tackle that. That's one of those things too, when you have a child with special needs, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't even think about, it, it never dawned on me. I was going to have to shave her legs and under her arms. Yep. Um, but hey, you know, it's just it, part it of it is what it is. That's right. Yeah. I think that's the thing too, is there's still going to be many more things to come that I probably still will go into a dark place about um, when I take Kendall for college visits, you know, knowing that Skylar's going to live with us till he's, till we're 80 at least. And we, you know, can keep caring for him, Um, you know, and her wedding and things like that, that I just, you know, that'll make me sad a little bit basically for myself. I mean, I've kind of realized that, like you said, I'm mourning I guess the ability to do those things with, with my son, right? but he doesn't care. He doesn't know. It's, it's all about me. I need to get over myself basically, <laughs> you know, but, but you know what, Lori, I feel like we have to allow it. I mean, I am, I don't want to feel guilty for feeling that way because I'm human and it's mm-hmm. okay. You yeah. know, I do feel that way. And, um, as long as I don't stay in that dark place, um, then, you know, I, I think we're okay. Yeah. It's important to let yourself have those feelings Ugh, and yes. to accept what is not going to be the future that you yes. planned and then get through it. I, I, I'm with you. If you hold that in, it's only going to do so much more damage to you. Probably. And I don't want to feel like I'm a horrible person for feeling that way, because mm-hmm. I think outside the majority of us would feel that way. Absolutely. I'm sure plenty of people listening can relate to, to that yes. feeling and those, those, those struggles. Um, well, you know, just moving a little bit away from um, specifics around Taylor. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about you and how you've 
kept yourself sane outside of the home and things that you've done with your career and all of that. So you said you got into the pharma industry. When was that? Um, it was back in 2002. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was in pharmaceutical sales and then training and management for 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I did a whole lot of travel. And looking back, <laughs> that was probably <laughs> my sanity. Mm -hmm. Because as bad as it sounds, it was so much easier than being at home back then because Taylor didn't sleep. Um, it was really, really, I mean, we lived, my husband and I lived in a, probably a steady state of sleep deprivation for literally years. And I looked forward to spending the night in a hotel just to get some sleep. Mm -hmm. um, and he traveled with his job on the weekends. So it was kind of a high five pass in the hallway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moving in for my shift and he's, he's going out to, to work with his. And um, I think that's probably what, what kept us sane. And I also think that um, the good and the bad of it was I found a lot of my self-identity. It was a lot of that and my self-worth was tied up in my career. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, as far as passing in the night and, you know, kind of giving each other a debrief on whether she ate or how she mm. was doing or what was happening, um, from the other aspect of your marriage, I mean, do you guys have conversations, deep conversations about this, or do you just kind of do what needs to be done? I feel like Josh and I are that way. We just kind of, we know what we have to do. We know what the schedule is. We, you know, tackle all of those things and don't really get bogged down on you know, oh, woe is us, you know, kind of stuff. Um, we just laugh despite everything that's happening and try to have a good time. But yes, I don't know how you and Harry are. <laughs> I, if you're talkers or if you're kind of more quiet about your feelings. <laughs> now, now we're not quiet and we, but we're not probably deep talkers either. Mm -hmm. We do the same thing. We, we just have to laugh and, and joke about it and go on. Um, and I remember, you know, I am a, I'm a control freak and I am, <laughs> I'm probably thanks to Taylor now an A minus as opposed to a type A plus. But I remember years ago when I was changing Taylor's diaper, no, Harry had come in and he was changing Taylor's diaper and I came in and I was supervising it. And he looked <laughs> at me and he said, look, either you do it or I do it. I love her as much as you do. I may not do this the way you would do it but she's going to be fine. So you make a choice. And I was like backpedaling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Okay. I'm out of here. <laughs> and that really, I realized he does love her. No, he doesn't do it the way I would do it. He doesn't brush her hair the way I do it. He would, doesn't dress her the way I do it, but that's okay. And unless I want to have to do it all the time, I let him. And so we are, it's a good partnership because he sees something that needs to be done and he'll do it. Or he'll see me going off the deep end and recognizes, Hey, I need a break or I need to step in here and I'll do the same for him. Um, so it's worked out, you know, it's, it's worked out well. I totally get that. I mean, oh. being a control freak myself, but <laughs> it's hard to relinquish how you do things. I mean, I do his bath correctly. I mean, I'm yeah, just it, that's right. It. It's right. That's Josh right. Josh does not, but I will let him do it because I get tired of doing it. <laughs> so, and he always gives me that look and like, really, I got this. I don't need to be supervised. 
back off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And we only back off because we know we can go sit down and maybe have a 10 minutes of silence <laughs> yep. and it's worth it. Or do something else. Yeah. Yes. So you um, recently decided to leave the pharma industry, um, which is how I met you years ago. Yes. Um, but you are now um, have a new passion and a new business venture. So tell mm -hmm. us about that. Um, that was probably extremely one of the hardest things I've ever gone through and done because everybody thought I was crazy. It was an <laughs> extremely lucrative career and um, I, and I loved it for the most part, but I also knew that I was burnt out probably two years prior and um, wasn't living, wasn't the person I wanted to be. Um, and I wasn't home a lot. I was on the road four nights a week on average and it really um, started having an impact, I think, on Ethan. He would ask me on Monday morning, when are you coming home this week? And I realized, you know, if I don't make a change now, I'm going to look up in 20 more years and not have much of a relationship with my family, but can say, oh, look, I, I did this, this, and this with my career. Mm -hmm. And um, and I also realized I used to use the use as, well, I'm doing this for my family from a financial perspective. But in all reality, I'm not sure how much of that was true. Mm -hmm. Some of it was because it was easier than being at home, quite honestly. Sure. And it, you know, again, all my self-worth was tied up in that. So I knew that I wanted to do something different. I knew I loved children. And if you had asked me what one of my dream jobs would be, it would be teaching. And so I had talked to Harry about going back to school and getting a teaching certificate. And he was like, mm, no, no. <laughs> you are not going to pay X amount of dollars to go back and become a teacher. So I went back and started looking to see what was out there. And I was introduced to a franchise called Tippy Toes Dance and fell in love, went and got to see some, some classes fell in love, love working with children, and love being able to still hire and mentor young women um, who are essentially the, the dance instructors that I have working with me. And um, I've been doing that for a little over two years now. That's so awesome. Is, mm -hmm. is Tippy Toes for, who is it for? Um, what children is it for? Any um, child well, it's for ages, we say 18 months to 12, but in all reality, it's ages two to probably eight or nine. Mm -hmm. And the goal with Tippy Toes is it's for everybody. It's for all abilities. It's for children to really instill the love of dance in them, to get them moving, to help with coordination, but really to help with building their self-confidence. I mean, dance is so much more than just dance. Mm-hmm. Do they have little recitals or little um, presentations that they do anywhere? They do. Um, we're actually a mobile recreational dance program. So we take our classes into preschools, daycares, and after-school programs. Um, and it, well, it's a, it's a beautiful thing for working families because it's one less place that they have to pack up their daughter or son and take them. Um, so we have dance class once a week, and then we have two recitals, one in the winter and one in spring. Oh, that's so sweet. So mm -hmm. how many locations are you in currently with Tippy Toes? Right now, we're in about 30. Uh, we recently wow. partnered with the YMCAs in Central Kentucky. So we've taken over their dance program and are offering our classes there as well. 
That's so great. Well, I will mm-hmm. definitely link um, the Tippy Toes Facebook page. Oh, I'd love the it. Podcast so people can check out more details on that. Um, Fantastic. You know, so at this point, you know, with Taylor being 19 and we know a lot of services seem to end at 22. Um, mm-hmm. What what are your hopes for the future for for Taylor and even Ethan and, and you and Harry? Um. Well, she's 19 and she can go to high school till she's 21. So I'm like, whew, we've got two more years to mm-hmm. figure this out. Um, and obviously a lot of the programs that we are able to utilize are federally funded. So there's no telling how long they'll last or what those changes will look like. Um, but my goal would be to have her, you know, to be part of the community in some form or fashion. I know we have... Um, a bowling league that bowls twice a week. And even though she has no interest in actually bowling, she really does love to be around people. So if I can help plug her into different parts of that community, um, I also think routine is important for her. Honestly, I don't ever see her having a job. You know, we, we, as, as the parent of a, a, child with special needs who's 19, we have these transitional meetings and they want to talk about what do you see her doing. Honestly, I'm not sure what I can see her doing in the future from a job perspective because Mm -hmm. it would definitely take one-on-one her doing much of anything. Um, But if, if I can keep her healthy and happy and plugged into the community and some sort of routine to where she's going and doing and honestly not sitting home and eating, then that'll be a good life for her. Um, For us, I think, and I'm being transparent here, it's somewhat overwhelming thinking, whew, this is going to be the rest of my life. You know, that's you talked about the social media posts when you have these friends who are talking about being empty nesters. It's like, oh, I don't we'll know what know that what feels that like. <laughs> <laughs> I love my birdie, but man, I don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I honestly, you know, my retirement plans now look different than they probably looked, you know, 20 years ago prior to having children. So I really don't know what that'll look like, but if we can just keep her healthy and happy and ideally um, we'll, we can keep our health and keep her at home. I I joke around and say, my husband would put me in a home in a New York minute, but he will never put his baby girl anywhere. (laughs) She will stay with us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just hope too, that with all of the advocating going on for for people on, on the spectrum or people with special needs in general, that we can develop some sort of day programs for adults with special needs or just, I don't, I don't like the idea of institutions and no. you know facilities. I don't ever want just personally, I just don't ever want to place Ugh. Tyler anywhere other than no. in our home, because kind of like, you know, we joked about our husbands not caring for them, how we mm-hmm. would. I, I just don't have the confidence yes. that anyone would love him and care for him like I can and like my husband can. So, you know, I just, but the, but it is daunting thinking, um, you know, as a 
60 year old woman that I've got this, <sighs> this yes. <laughs> other grown adult. Yes. I have to entertain every day. Cause I struggle even now entertaining him when he's homesick or, you know, has a day off of school. So um, I just can't imagine what I would do with a 40 something year old man every day. That's a, there's only so much Play-Doh you can play. Right. <laughs> and so only so many walks you can take. I, yes. I feel, feel the same way. And I, um, a lot of the, the group homes and really good facilities I've seen out there require the person to be somewhat independent mm -hmm. and, you know, Taylor just isn't there. And I don't know if Skylar's there either, but I don't foresee Taylor probably ever being potty trained yeah. or ever having a desire to give herself a bath, um, which pretty much knocks her out of most of the really nice locations that if, if there was something out there for her. Yeah. I mean, potty training has been a constant struggle for us, but yeah. I mean, that's my, my, <laughs> my future goals are, are much shorter, um, shorter expectancies than it's just potty training, maybe saying a word, uh, pointing, yes. you know, just okay. the little, yes. that would make my life like amazingly better <laughs> than it is, but it's, if that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Oh, but it's the simple things. You're exactly right. Even the, the potty training would be huge. Yeah. We may have to just hire a large orderly man to come in and <laughs> some nurse to help us. Cause I mean, he's already taller than me. So oh. and I know relate with Taylor being bigger than you, you're a tiny woman. Yes. So yeah, that's going to be interesting, but uh -huh. <laughs> we'll I, that see. will be, that will be, that's a future podcast. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> maybe he'll be able to talk and be on it. That's, that's another goal. So. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, I have enjoyed catching up with you and I, I'm, I know that everyone listening has gotten some pearls from you as well and um, can relate a little bit more to just yet another story of a family with a child with special needs and just some of the things that people don't realize that, that we experience. So um, I really appreciate your time, Heather. Oh, so great. I am so glad you asked me to do this. It was, it was wonderful talking to you and I can't wait to hear more of your podcast. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Good day. You too. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye.